Hey, good morning, people. Good morning, world. And welcome to the next episode of Expect to Win. I have with me a dynamic brother. Um, I've heard him speak before a while ago and just the messages and his voice and everything that he's done. It still beats in me today. It still beats in the community that he left today. And he was only there for a short period of time. Um, this brother has been all over the world. Okay, if you have not, if you have not heard him, shame on you. Um, he's even been a, a DJ on the Disney cruise. He's been a comedian. He's been a football coach. He's been on CNN. He's battled Stephen A. Smith. He's a, a licensed minister, and he's a motivational speaker that is here with us today. But I have no other than the dynamic, powerful man speaker, Mr. Willie Spears. Good morning, Coach Thomas. I didn't know who you were talking about at first. I was like, man. So he got me on here to listen to him interview somebody. Man, that sounds good, Coach. Man, I need to. I need to take you on the road with me. Hey, man, let's do it. I'm getting there. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a great introduction. Oh, man, listen, you you got it, man. I, I'm just saying if you if you keep up with you, uh, and, I, and I didn't do you justice because you got several other things that I didn't even get to mention. You know, I, I didn't mention all the accolades and the, the things you've done as a coach. Um, and, and people just don't realize that just those coaches, uh, you touch that community. You know, you place seeds in communities that, that other people don't get to do. You know, and, and I know that you're in church, but I'm saying sometimes in church, you only get to bless the people that come to you on Sunday. All right. But when you're in that school, man, you blessing folks that's leaving out, going around. I mean, you blessing hundreds of people. Uh, so, man, you really do a great job. Um, and like I said, man, I, I commend you and, and I'm excited to even hear what you're going to say today. Well, again, man, thanks for having us, man. We we consider it an honor, and, and we all in the same business, man. We all doing the same thing, and I um, I write a weekly uh, article, and what I talked about this past week was how important it is to add value to people's lives, and that's the only reason we're here. I just got a call this morning. Uh, a guy asked me to uh, pray for a family uh, because uh, his sister, uh, husband committed suicide, and I got that same call last week from somebody else, and so... I mean, life is precious, man. You don't know what people are going through. And so if I can say something to add value to somebody's life, if I can say something to make somebody smile or to uplift somebody, to encourage somebody, you know, through coaching or preaching or just in a conversation or in the store, you know. And so cause we all doing the same thing. You're doing it there in, in, in equipment, and, and I'm doing it where I am in Alabama. And so it's, just, it's an honor, man, to be called coach. It's an honor uh, to have influence over people, and, and it's an honor to be on the show this morning. So I'm excited. Man, awesome, man. But uh, I'm going to throw a plug in quick, though, if if because I didn't give the full um, uh, spectrum of everything that you're doing, you could go to Willie Spears. Uh, what is it? Willie Spears dot com is W-I-L-L-I-E-S-P-E-A-R-S.com. Yes, I will have the link in the bio. Hey, listen, go on there. Man, he, he has some speeches on there. He has some of the articles he's written on there. Um, he got the book on there. Have you written? How many books have you written on? Like five? Yes, sir, five books. We've been three three for uh, uh, adolescents, for teenagers, and, and then we wrote one called Transforming Your Life from Good to Great uh, for Everybody. It's like a daily read. So you read one per, a day, and then you, uh, you, you meditate on it, and then you read another day, five days a week. Uh, it's not a devotional, but it's just a nugget. It's called uh, 20 uh, Nuggets, 
to help you uh, go from good to great in any area of your life. And then the last book we wrote is for coaches and uh, leaders. It's called uh, Culture Creators. talks about how to create the culture you want in your church, on your team, in your organization, <clears throat> and in your family. So we're really excited about Culture Creators. We've gone all over uh, the country promoting that book and have gotten a lot of great feedback on how the principles that we've learned have helped people do a better job of creating the desired culture. And so uh, you can go pick that up at Amazon, Books a Million, uh, uh, wherever, Barnes & Noble, or you can go to the website, williespears.com, click on Shop, and uh, you can go there and uh, pick up the book. We'll love to sign it for you, and we'll love to hear your feedback once you read it. Yeah, man, I got my signed book. It is in the making, so you, you got to go ahead and sign it and send it to me. It's already ordered. Yes, so, so you. Easy. You'll, you'll be getting that when when you get home. I already got mine done. I was ahead of you. Uh, That's what I'm talking about, man. I love it. And, but go ahead, man. Kind of give people a little a little synopsis of of um, what you got coming up next. Um, you know, kind of what you have going on. Well, we we, do, we got a lot going on. It's really crazy. Uh, it's kind of how God wired me to not sit still. You know, of course, our first ministry is our family. So, like right now, I'm about to head to Biloxi. My daughter's in a volleyball tournament. Uh, my wife and I headed there. Our son is going to stay in town and work at the grandparents' house and try to earn some money uh, this weekend. I'm born and raised in Panama City, Florida, and so we still have an apartment there on Panama City Beach. And so I'm there three or four days a week. Uh, my family uh, is at a school uh, in uh, Walton County called Ohana Institute. My wife's a school counselor there, and our, our children are students there. And it's just a great opportunity for them to get a different type of education uh, as far as the structure of that school. And um, I say that to say that we're very busy and I'm moving around because I work in Union Springs, Alabama. I'm the athletic director there for the county and the head football coach. And I also coach track. We had a track meet on Thursday night. So we got a lot going on. But January through July, we accept uh, several speaking engagements. Uh, I actually turned down a, a Hawaii engagement here recently in a, a New Mexico uh, engagement because if it interferes with my daughter's playing or interferes with what we got going at the school, then we don't take the engagement if we can't get the dates right. Uh, but I was in Augusta last month speaking to two high schools there and to a big youth uh, conference they had called Next Move. Uh, it was very fun. A guy named Marvin Mumford, he and his son, Marvin and Marvin, they provided the praise and worship music. I was the speaker. And they, during the day, we spoke at two high schools. And then um, I think here in a few weeks, I'll be speaking here in Panama City at two or three local schools. I'm really not sure yet. Uh, we have someone that handles all that for us, and they just let me know where to be and when to be there. So uh, we're really excited about those things. And then, of course, where we, where we work at in Union Springs, I speak at several churches there and also do a lot with the youth there. We're very involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, along with uh, teaching a few classes and, of course, uh, working our football players out and doing our off-season training as we try to train our coaches by going through clinics uh, and going through different conferences this time of year. So we got a lot going on. We're very busy. I always like to have a goal of, of things I want to accomplish as far as winning games as a coach, as far as changing lives, and then finding out ways to measure that. What does that look like? I often tell people, if you want to lose weight, you have to weigh yourself. You can't just lie to yourself and say, I feel like I'm losing weight. There has to be a measurement. What gets measured gets done. There has to be a quantitative value assigned to your goal so you know if you're making a difference or not. So that's something that we're working on now uh, with, uh, with the member of, of young people that we impact as well as the churches that we go to and the books that we've written. And so right now, uh, as, as we sit in March 
uh, what we have going on right now is I'm doing a brand new uh, youth, I call it a youth challenge. We have a lot of young people in our community that do not go to church. Um, and, and to be honest, our churches are boring for, for, for people, who, millennials or people from the age of 15 through 25. A lot of churches are traditional, and it does not cater to young people. So I, I got with a church, and I asked them, could we just use their fellowship hall? And on Sunday, some Sunday nights, we're going to call it cross-training with Coach Spears. So we're going to play off the coach in me and uh, the ordained minister in me, and we're going to train them on what the Bible says, and we're going to infiltrate their world with their way of living, their technology, their excitement about video games, their excitement about cell phones, or their excitement about Michael Jordan shoes or the latest iPads or all the things that they're into. We're going to take those things and try to help them make better choices in life. And we're going to do that using biblical principles. And so that's what we're working on right now. Really excited about that as well as spring football practice and going to all these coaching clinics. That's been exciting as well. And, of course, following my son and daughter around and the different things that they're doing. My son is playing the uh, viola. I tell you, viola the other day, he corrected me. So he's playing that at school. And uh, listening to him is, is, is tough. He's a very talented artist, not a very talented musician. So sitting there listening to him. Uh, he can sing a little bit and do his little thing and, uh, uh, with the microphone and rapping. He's like had a lot of energy, uh, like his dad. Uh, but we're not the most gifted family when it comes to music. But with that being said, Coach Thomas, you can yeah. go to iTunes. I thought about this shameless plug. You can go to iTunes, and uh, we have music on iTunes that motivates. We call it music that motivates. We have a few motivational songs on iTunes or Spotify that you can check out. But, but yeah, other than that, man, just, just, just waking up each morning, thanking God for a new day, and like I said, trying to add value to somebody's life. Man, you got a lot going on. You sound, you sound, <laughs> hey, but it sounds good. I, I like to hear stuff like that, man, especially when we can get, you know, our men involved in, in, in doing things like that and being grounded. But you get the question that I probably get all the time, how do you do all that at one time? How do you do everything at one time? Great question. Uh, I, I think the answer is discipline. You know, I, I have certain boundaries, just like on the road when you drive, they have those lines that let you know where to stay in this lane or stay in that lane. So, uh, for instance, I got a call the other day. A lady said, Coach Spears, we really want you to speak to our youth. Uh, Labor Day weekend, we have a youth thing. It's going to be great. It's the end of August, uh, early September. We really think you would be a great speaker. We got a flyer we're working on now. But I said, ma'am, I don't do any speaking after August 1st. She said, but we really need you. And she kept going on. I said, ma'am, I do not do any speaking after August 1st. And so that's a boundary that helps me keep things in line and keep things in perspective. And so I speak January through July. And, and it, again, if it, if it does not correlate with what I have going on with my scheduled party, so my first part is my family. And so sometimes I take a speaking engagement because I'm going to get paid an amount that's going to help my family. But the first priority is my family. The second priority is my job, my, my full-time 40-hour week. Well, you know coaching is way more than 40 hours, but my yeah. full-time-a-week job is I'm an athletic director and I'm a head football coach. So, so that, that's the priority, especially in the fall. I'm never going to say, guys, we're not going to meet on Sunday because i got to preach at a church, or guys, we're not going to have practice on Thursday because I'm going to speak at a school. That's my priority, especially during the fall. It's my priority year-round, but during the fall, there are no interruptions to that. And then after that, uh, my next priority uh, comes uh, with 
uh, the speaking and the books and all the other things. And so uh, my wife does a great job of making sure our faith is important and our faith is not neglected. So we go to church every Sunday unless my daughter has a tournament. We go to Bible study. I teach a couple Bible studies. Uh, we, I, we make sure we read our devotional. You know, even when we're not together, we read our devotional. And so that keeps me in line with my priorities, and it helps me do everything. And when I learned something, Coach Thomas. This is a word. I'm going to teach you a word, Coach. I'm okay. going to teach you a word on your show that you need to put in your vocabulary, Coach. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, and I'm not trying to talk down to you like I know more than you. I, I, I just found this word, and I know it will help you. All right. All right. It's a Spanish word and it's an English word. Are you ready? I am ready. The word, I hope you're writing this down. The word starts with an N and ends with an O. The word is no. no. That's a word that you, people like me and you, who are driven, who have a lot of energy, who God is gifted with different talents and abilities to do different things, we don't use that word enough. I, I have learned to say no. And it's hard. It's hard when, when your cousin calls you and wants you to do something, when your uncle calls, when your, when your mom or your dad, or when someone's called and asks you to do something, it's hard to say no, even with my children. I mean, we got food at the house. We driving home. Dad, can we stop by McDonald's? Dad, can we stop by Zaxby's? Dad. And I'm like, well, well, your mama just cooked. Dad, I really want Zaxby's. I mean, even in those situations, it's hard to say no. My son got 10 pairs of shoes, one 11 pair of shoes. It's hard to say no. It's hard to say no when someone calls and says, man, we got this great job opportunity for you. We think you'll be good. Man, we, we think you should do this. Man, you should write a book about this. Man, I want you to help me with this. I got this thing going on. I need you to partner with me. It's hard to say no, but I found out that it's a word that we all need in our vocabulary, and that's the word no. And so uh, you ask the question, how do I do all of this at once? I have learned to say no to some things. Man, that's that's powerful in itself. So simple. A small word has so much power behind it. Yes, sir. Man, but um, okay. Well, in in your line of work, you you deal with a lot of people, and and people don't know that coaching sometimes is is very close to preaching. Um, but just because I'm saying you you have to deal with a lot of people's problems, you know. So it, it's not always just get out on the field and practice and then go play the game. You got to deal with a lot of, you know, you get a lot of lot of baggage. You get a lot of heavy things that's brought to you that you're responsible for. So how do you deal with some of the, the things? And, and you got it double time because you're in the church. Um, so that how do you deal with some of the, the heavy things that just get dropped on you? It's, it's inevitable. And, and, you, and you know this as a coach. You wear many hats. So some days I'm a comedian because my team needs to laugh. Some days I'm a disciplinarian to the, to, the, to the nth degree because they need somebody to get in their tail. Some days I'm a loving father because they need somebody to put their arm around them and give them a hug and tell them, look, bro, I love you. Some days I'm a teacher. They need somebody to help them with their math homework. Some days I'm a mechanic. They need somebody to help them learn how to change a tire, how to change oil. Uh, some days uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, 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 what's the an interior decorator. Uh, they, they need somebody to help them. How are we going to organize the weight room? How are we going to move this stuff around in the classroom? Uh, what, what clothes are we going to wear? How do you tie a tie? We got to teach our guys how to wear their pants, how to put a belt on, how to tuck your shirt in. So when you're a coach, you wear multiple hats, like you said, and there's going to come things that are heavy. 
Coach, I didn't pass the graduation test. I'm not going to graduate. So you got this guy that you thought was a thug. Now he's in your office crying because he's embarrassed he's not going to graduate. I've been in court several times. This I'm sure you have. Been in court several times with young men who made bad choices. And now they're facing 25, 30, 40 years in prison. I have five players right now doing life in prison. And so I've seen that. Just like you, I've been to funerals where, unfortunately, young men's lives have been taken because bad choices have been made. So there's a lot of heaviness that goes into this coaching profession. What I do is I put God first. And I know that sounds corny. I know that sounds cliche. And I I don't always get it right. But since I know the heavy load is coming, I have to lean on somebody that can handle the heavy load because I know that I can't. So when somebody comes and says, Coach, my dad is finna get life in prison, which happened this year in our football season, and I, I don't ever see my dad anyway, he wants to see me one last time, so I'm going to miss practice, but they finna give him, he, he's serving a life sentence. Well, at that moment, me telling him what to do on pro right, toss right, is not going to help his situation. I got to be much more than a ball coach in that instant, and they don't prepare you for this in teaching school. They don't prepare you this when you get your coaching certification. This is something that's much larger, much bigger, and I would say it's needed. And that's one thing I talk about in my book, Culture Creators. No one has prepared us for the real-life issues that these young men and young women are going through. Identity crisis. Am I homosexual? Am I, am I, uh, uh, am I going to date somebody older? Am I into drugs? Is it okay to smoke weed? Is it okay to get drunk? My parents say it's okay. Why do I got to go to school? Why would I go to college? Why is it wrong to carry a gun? I, we live in a different world now, and there's, there's no guide for young people. It's whatever I think is right is right. So I asked a question one time, what if my right says your right is wrong? Am I still right? If my truth says that your truth is a lie, am I still the one that's right? So we got to have something that lets us know what's truth, what's the boundaries. And for me, that's the Bible. And so the Bible helps me with these heavy issues. So every Monday we have a fellowship of Christian athletes meeting on our campus. And sometimes we have a speaker. Sometimes we watch a video. Sometimes we just sit around and chop it up. Sometimes I'm in there. Sometimes I'm not. I get teachers in the community, I mean, teachers uh, uh, in the hallway to come help and teach it uh, uh, every once in a while, and that helps us because we do prayer requests. And, Coach, you, will be, you wouldn't be amazed, but some people would be amazed at what these kids write down. You know, I didn't want to wake up this morning. I took a bunch of pills. Uh, I hate my life. And, and I just don't understand, you know, what they're going through. I don't understand why it's that bad. However, I know that it's too heavy for me. So I have to lean on someone that's bigger than me. I believe church is important, just like I believe eating is important. I believe we should eat every day. I believe we should bathe every day. We should brush our teeth every day. And I believe once a week we should sit down with other people who believe the same thing we believe and listen to a message and be encouraged and be loved on and listen to praise music to uplift our spirit so we can go out and have a good week. And so what helps me with these heavy questions is my faith. And without that, I mean, I couldn't do it because our school systems are jacked up. I worked in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Oklahoma in education. And and all of it's messed up. People, every school I go to, they think, I can't believe our district is doing this. I can't believe it's this bad. I say, it's this bad everywhere. I worked everywhere, all white schools, all black schools, uh, schools mixed with Asians, Hispanics, schools with uh, affluent people, schools, low socioeconomic, schools from high class, low class, middle class, no class. It's the same everywhere. We have a jacked-up education system in America because there's a disconnect from the people who are making the decisions and the people who are trying to educate. And so because of that, 
we're, there's a lot of problems, but we can't sit around and complain about the problems. You mentioned I worked on a cruise ship. Yeah. When I worked on a cruise ship, we always got bad reviews if it rained. So if we ever got, I went for Disney Cruise Line, if we ever got below a 90% excellent rating, so on the rating they have five categories, uh, horrible, uh, fair, good, such a, but it was excellent was the goal. So we would walk around and tell people, hope you're having an excellent day. Hope that meal was excellent. Hope you had excellent entertainment last night. Hope you guys have an excellent time in, in, in Nassau today. So we would use that word so when they filled out their form, they would check excellent. If we didn't get 90% excellent, they brought all 949 crew members into the auditorium, and the crew director went off on us like he was a head football coach. This guy, I'm serious, man, this guy who always was smiling and, and always looked the part and having on this white suit and always looked good, he would get on that mic and he would go off. And he would say, my salary is based on these ratings and blah, 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 and I've never had, and he would go off. But I, this is what I realized, Coach. Whenever it rained, we had bad ratings. We never got below 90 unless it rained. So when it rained, people had a bad cruise, and they blamed us they couldn't do what they wanted to do. You know, it's miserable when it's raining. We couldn't control the rain. And, and in education, we can't control that the parents won't work with their children. In education, we can't control that the federal government has a disconnect between the people that they're trying to educate. We can't control what they're going to do with, with Common Core and what they're going to do with state testing. We can't control that. But what we can control is the relationship we have with the young people. And so what I try to do, I try to focus on what I can control. I don't get upset about what I can't control. I just focus on what I can control, and I try to make sure I'm helping at least one young person every single day. And if I do that, I feel like I'm doing my job. Man, I, I feel you all the way through. And that's kind of um, whenever I get it out my mind, that book is going to be about. Because, see, I'm, you know, I'm a principal of an alternative school now, and every one of these kids that I got, uh, they have a story. And people wouldn't believe the, the, the story that some of these kids have, but it's covered up by the stigma of, of other people's perception. You know, like just because you look the way you look, I'm going to perceive that you are this. And they and they treat these young people certain ways uh, and you wouldn't believe it, man. And, and and I even got teachers, you know, the teachers, because, you know, like you said, there's such a big disconnect because we were born in different times and raised differently. We just can't understand the, the mental uh, depression that some of these young people are going through. But um, the social media now, the cell phones, the technology, it has all just handicapped these young people and made them so weak. Um, that is that is really tough, man. It's really. And I know you spoke about depression earlier because of the, the suicides. Um, man, mental depression is real. Um, and, and man, it's, it's real, and and I don't have a quick fix for it. Um, but like I said, keep pushing and 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 keeping your faith up and and praying, um, and just trying to convince some young people to pray that that don't come from a family of of religion. That's a tough task in itself. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I tell people, I don't know how you do it. It's too. You you, you hit it on the head when you said the the, the technology has made us weak. Our students, when adversity hits, they shut down. So when things get hard, they just decide, I'm not going to do it anymore, like on a test or in sports or in a hallway. I mean, because technology, things aren't hard. Everything is easy. Everything is at your fingertips. 
You can get what you want when you want it, and it's so quick. They don't have to wait on anything, and, and, and that's not how the real world works, you know. And, and so it, I agree with you 100% handicap, and, and you have a job and a half there at that school, but they got the right guy and leadership role there, definitely. Oh, yeah, man. I, well, I said it here just so you can understand it in context, but I don't even call it alternative where I'm at. It's opportunity. Hey, listen, I can't, I can't control what happened before you got here, but while you're here, hey, listen, we got this opportunity, and we're going to try to get you to graduate or go to the Army or get back to where you need to be. Uh, I'm like second chance you. Uh, so, you know, I, I preach a lot of positivity. I preach a lot of life and a lot of people. Um, you know, and I got to preach to my, my teachers a lot and to my parents because the adults are the leaders, you know. And, and if we want these young people to change and do some different things, we got to be the role models. We got to we got to set the tone and we got to create that climate. OK, we got to create the climate that's conducive for them folks to be great, for them young kings and young queens to be what they truly need to be. Uh, that's right. And 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 my brother, and I got a brother that lives in Alabama too. But he he said something that I'm gonna give you. He said that a lot of people talk about poor. You know, you you live in this poor neighborhood. But he said poor only means passing over opportunities regularly. Ooh, yeah, I'm taking that. Passing over opportunities regularly, that's man. Poor Ooh, hey man, I text me your brother's name because that's what I'm gonna write my article about this week, and I want to give him credit. I got you. Yeah, man. Ooh, that's good. Pass it over. I don't even want to do the interview no more. Now I want to write my article. Man. Uh, so we, we got these young people that, like you said, because it's not right now, we, we passing over the opportunity to be great. And, and not even the young people, because I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you got great teachers and you got, you got great coaches, that you could produce a great kid. You know, because, and, and it's evident, man. Look at you and look at Coach Freeman and look at all these great coaches. Look at uh, Bill Belichick. You know, he never has, the, he don't have too many top, top, top-notch athletes, but he gets the, the ones that's going to go do your job. He gets these other people, and, and he gets them to to believe in the system, and they believe in the culture and the climate, and then they produce. The results come with that. So I'm saying if, if we could build our adults to to Everybody need to go and get that book and learn how to create the the, the right culture and climate that's gonna make us all winners. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> but, Man, you're right. You're right, hundred percent. And I'm and I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm excited about this pass opportunity regularly too. <laughs> hey, but we we pass it up all the time, man. You know that just working with with us, man. You see it all the time, man. When when you got the opportunity to to and I'm and I'm still trying to fight it. I got the opportunity to work on this book. I pass it up. You know, and I, yes, I I got an opportunity to go out and, and do some extra work with my athletes. You know, you want to win more games, uh, but you got coaches that don't want to put in extra work. Uh, they always, you know, I ain't getting paid for that. You know what I'm saying? I be asking, what what are you getting paid for? You know, what what what, what are you getting paid for? And sometimes people try to put a dollar sign on their character, and, and I think we getting, we getting mixed up because – you're going to let that dollar sign stop you from being what you truly want to be, then you passing up an opportunity to be great. Yep, and I, and I tell our guys, and I'm blessed at the school I'm at now, we don't have that issue, but I've been, you know, I've been in a lot of schools, and I, I, I've heard that before. And, and I, told, I told one guy, I said, look, man, we can't pay you for what you're worth. <clears throat> There's not enough money. For all you do, we can't pay you. So, so I hope you're not saying, <clears throat> I'm going to work with this kid, and then I'm going to see what they pay me, and then I go work for the next kid. No. You're so valuable, you can't put a price tag on it. But 
if you're going to be here, this is what we talk about in the book, you have to make extra normal. Doing extra has to be the norm. Like, like, what, like I, I, I talk about, you know, the difference between ordinary and extraordinary or extraordinary is that little extra. And so if you can't do extra, then we, we got the wrong guy. You know, we don't want a guy that, that punch a clock and looking at his watch all day trying to figure out how much time we got to go. I walk down the hall uh, Friday, and I said, hey, to a teacher, she said, count down the days till May. Now, how good of a teacher do you think she was? I mean, it's, 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 exactly, it's barely March, and she's saying, I can't wait to get out of here. Well, I don't want my child to be taught by someone that doesn't even want to be there. I want my child being taught by someone that's upset that we're getting out in May. They're trying to figure out what can we do over the summer to do extra so I can do a better job of educating children. So I, I think we all should make doing extra our norm. Man, that 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 is big, man. That's going to be part of the, the presentation. I'm going to hit my staff with that uh, when I get back on Monday. Hey, listen, man, I, it, it's crunch time. It's the fourth quarter for us now, so we ain't That's counting down. We, hey, man, we trying to win the game. We trying to, hey, I expect to win. Hey, it, if I show up, man, with my name on it, I expect to win. I, I, said, I said that. I'm glad you said that. We, we were running sprints one day, and one of our parents was on the fence. And I didn't even know I said this, but he reminded me of it. We were running sprints, and the team I took over, they hadn't had much success. And uh, and one of the kids said, man, man, we better not go 0-10 with all this running we're doing, man. We better not lose every game. And before I knew it, Coach, I said, hey, bro, my name is Willie Spears. I ain't never went 0-10. So you ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> that, that get that out your mind. We may go 1-9. and nine. We ain't going 10 <laughs> You know, and uh, one of the parents, uh, he told me this the other day in the weight room. He said, Coach, I ain't know you, but when you, you, you sounded so confident, I went and told everybody, hey, y'all, we ain't going to go on 10. I know that. <laughs> you know, but that's how I feel, Coach. If my name's attached to it, we're not putting out no crap. You know, we, 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 we just not. We not we, there's nowhere in the world I'm going to put my name on it, and it's not going to be excellent. I just can't do it. Can't do it, man. Can't do it. But, man, I know it's getting close to that mark, and I know you got some other things and some other people to bless today. Um, you know, and then we had such a good time, and I didn't get to cover half of the stuff I really wanted to ask you, so I'm probably going to have to get you back on another day uh, yeah, just to follow much, up. Man, one of my flaws, Cole, I talked to you. Man, no, but you, you dropped a lot of great things, but I, I don't want you to get away, you know, because somebody may be driving, listening to the podcast or the radio, and or somebody may be running, working out. I want you to be able to give them something that's going to help them get over the barrier that they're facing right now. Uh, or, you know, this is your opportunity to be transparent a little bit because a lot of people think sometimes people like me and you not real. Uh, people feel like we've never experienced anything, like we didn't we didn't come up, you know. So sometimes I like to just end it with nuggets that, that's going to help that person, that one person that just that just happened to click on that button and listen to us today. Uh, we need to give them a little something that's going to help them the rest of this week. Well, I wrote an article. I wrote an article each week about six newspapers run the article, and this week it was titled Environment Matters. And what I talked about is examine your environment. Who's in your circle? And, uh, and I'm going to read how it starts off. It starts off by saying, a shark in a fish tank will grow eight inches, but in the ocean it will grow eight feet or more. The reason for that is because the environment has to be conducive to growth. So are you around people who make you better or people who make you worse? I want to be around people that make me better. 
I don't want to be around yes men or, or, or doormat or, or do boy. I want to be around somebody going to say, look, Spears, you ain't about that. That ain't what you said you were about. Or what are you doing? You gaining a lot of weight, bro. You need to get off the couch. Or, or you, you're not spending any time in your word. Or, or you got all these gifts and talents, but you're not sharing them with the world. I want my circle to make me better. And in the same article, I talk about how important it is to bloom where you are planted. A lot of times we want to look, I should be the supervisor, I should be the manager, I should be the head coach, I should be the principal, I should be the pastor, I should be the deacon, I should be the choir director. Well, why don't you just bloom where you're planted? Wherever you are, be great in that spot, and in due time you'll be plucked up and moved to another spot. But don't sit there and complain and, and, and be upset and murmur about not being in another spot. Just bloom where you are. And so my nugget, Coach, would be to examine your environment and make sure you're growing where you're currently planted. Oh, man, that is awesome, man. That was completely awesome, man. My uh, nugget, again, I'm, I'm pretty consistent. Last year, you I don't know if you – I hadn't talked to you in a while, but last year um, I was all about take advantage of two, your time, words, and opportunity, because once they're gone, they're gone. You know, if you, if time, words, and opportunity. That's, you got to take advantage of two. So when you use them and they're gone, you don't get them back. So while you got them, take advantage of them. But, you know, everybody wasn't, wasn't completely sold in 2018. So now in 2019, my, my nugget is you got to be obsessed with your opportunity. Uh, so when, when you get that opportunity, when you get that job, even though it may not be the job that you want, you got to be obsessed with being the best person on that job and then all those other blessings will come uh you mentioned earlier about losing weight if you really want to lose weight you got to be obsessed with the opportunities that you have you got to get up those people that really get it they they obsessed with it they ocd with it you know people look at them and say you crazy for eating like that are you crazy for getting up at four o'clock running um, and and you that's going to be great. You're going to be syndicated. You're gonna you're gonna be a real speaker in front of thousands and thousands of people. But because you're obsessed with the opportunity that you have to bless them, so I'm saying that none of that stuff go away. So anybody that has any passion of doing something great, you're gonna have to be obsessed with the opportunity to be great. Um, you know, it's not gonna happen. You can't give up. You know, obsession is not equal to uh, defeat. Okay, obsession is not equal to giving up. So there's nothing about giving up should be in you. If you want to be 10 and 0, then you got to be obsessed with being 10 and 0. So it ain't, it's not a money that's tied to it. It's about what do you really want to accomplish. And once you define that goal, and you mentioned that as well, once you define that goal about what you want, your obsession has to kick in, and you're going to lose a few people because everybody's not going to understand. You're going to lose a few haters because they don't, they don't really want you to be great, but your obsession is going to push you through that. So my nugget again, you have to be obsessed with your opportunity to be the best you you could possibly be. Yeah, I'm taking that and I'm taking the two. Time <laughs> words with the time words and uh, what was the other one? Uh time words and opportunity. I thought so. Time words and opportunity and then be obsessed. Yeah, coach, you got my I, I write out my plan on the weekend for our whole workout throughout the week, uh our word for the week, our motivation, our our verse for the week and and, and now <laughs> I'm good for the week, so I, I appreciate you, my brother. You helped me out this week. Hey, man, ain't no problem, man. Listen, I'm I'm going to take a picture. Man, I'm going to read that book to to my students. Uh, I'm going to try to do some stuff, man, and I'll hit you up on Facebook uh, and get that out there, man. But I appreciate you joining us today. Um, 
man, it really, man, you, you blessed me with some of the things, man, that, but I know, you know, we didn't even cover it here, but I know you're doing some great things for some great people, um, and maybe next time we'll just get on and just listen to your stories, man, I know you got stories for days about, about your, your connections with these people. Yeah, it's a blessing to be in this profession, man, I don't know how God chose me to teach and coach and to preach and help folks, but I'm glad he did, and, and it's an honor to meet people like you along the way. Um, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for sharing your gift with the world. And thank you for allowing us to hear other people's viewpoints. Because, you know, none of us have it all together. But we can all learn from each other. Yes, sir. Hey, man. But, again, this has been another episode of Expect to Win. This is that's all we do. We expect to win. Hey, God bless you. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Expect to Win podcast. We would love your feedback to help us grow. You can reach out to us at expecttowin365 at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook at win, win, win. It will pull right up. We're also on Twitter. We appreciate your support. If you got us on podcast, go ahead and share us and like us um, and give us a few stars and let us know how we did. Thank you.